tongue, my tongue, yeah, to speak, speak thy praise, yeah, keep, yeah, yeah, me on the way, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel that this may be a sign among you that when the children ask their fathers in times to come saying what mean ye by these stones then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And when it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and the stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. 
And the children of Israel did so, as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones out of the midst of the Jordan. And the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged, and laid them down there. Here's where I want to get to. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests were bare, which bare the ark of the covenant stood. And they are there unto this day. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan. I want to talk about, for a few minutes, I want to talk about this second memorial. This second memorial. That was one on the banks of the Jordan. But the Bible also says there was a second one that, that Joshua put in the middle uh, of the Jordan. I want to talk about this second memorial. <coughs> Follow me now. We have been watching these children. The children of Israel have been set free from bondage in Egypt. By God's hand, they have crossed the Red Sea on dry land. They have wandered in the wilderness now for 40 years, fighting battle after battle. And now they stand on the brinks of the promised land. After 40 years of traveling, 40 years of battling, they finally get to the brink of the promised land. You remember last week we talked about some folk that decided they didn't want to go? You remember? But here they are. They're standing there. They ended up going anyway. Everybody went. But here they are, standing on the banks of the Jordan, looking into the other side. One songwriter said it like this. You're old enough to remember. They used to sing, On Jordan's stormy banks I stand, and cast a wishful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. They, they stand there <clears throat> on the brinks of the Jordan with just one more river to cross. Are y'all hearing me? They, they've done all they've done. They've battled. They've gone through the wilderness and now they just got one more river. Moses has brought them for, 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 yeah, this far. He's been with them and he's brought them this far. The Lord allowed him to even go up and look over and see into the promised land. But according to Deuteronomy 34, Moses was forbidden to enter the promised land. Moses never got to go in. He died right there in the land of Moab. Before ever crossing, before they went across the Jordan, Moses is dead. So now they have made it almost to the end of the wilderness journey. They, they are right there. They find themselves uh, right there at the midst, uh, on the other side of, uh, of, of the promised land. And now they find themselves with a brand new leader. 
But God has promised this new leader, Joshua, that just like I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Y'all follow me now. So now, they are facing their final challenge. And that challenge is the swelling tides of the Jordan River. There they stand on the banks of the Jordan looking over into the promised land. How are we going to do this? How do we get across here? How Here we stand again like our forefathers stood at the Red Sea. What are we going to do here at the Jordan? Moses is not here anymore. What are we going to do? Can you imagine fear and doubt is beginning to creep up in the hearts of the people? We've got another challenge and our leader is gone. Can you feel the doubt that is creeping up? But Joshua did not share that concern because he had heard the voice of God. And the voice of God has said to him, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. So Joshua went to God and he went to God for the plan and God gave him a plan. Here is the plan. He's about, first of all, to affirm Joshua as his anointed leader. He says, just like I had been, he had been uh, with Moses. He says, uh, yeah, I was with Moses uh, and I opened up the waters for him. I'm going to do the same thing for you. I'm going to affirm you as a leader. We're going to open up. He says, what I want you to do, Joshua, here's the plan. Have the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant to step into the Jordan. And the moment their feet strike the water, the water will back up. The moment their feet strike the water, the water will stop flowing just like it did before. Just like I did it before, I can do it. Y'all ain't hearing me. I can do it again. Have the priests to go down into the Jordan. The water is stopped. Have them to stand there in the center of the Jordan until all of the people are safe on the other side. That's a pretty good place to shout right there. I I love the picture of that. I I love the picture of that. The priests are standing there holding back the challenge while the people are going safely. Y'all know when to shout. Yeah, the people are going safely to the other side. But here, here is another piece of God's instructions. Once everybody is safe on the other side, Joshua, I want you to pick a man from each tribe, 12 men. I want you to go back to the center of the Jordan where the priests are standing. I want each one of them to pick up a stone from the center of the riverbed. And I want them to bring them back to the bank on the other side. Are y'all hearing this? 
And when they get them to the bank, I want them stacked in a neat pile on the edge of the bank of the river. Are y'all hearing this? This is God talking. So they did what Joshua said. The priest came out of the water and the river began to flow again. The pile of stones was to become a memorial. Read the Bible. It, it's supposed to be a, it's a memorial for generations yet to come. So that when a generation yet unborn, when they come by and the children come by, see that pile of stones. Are y'all hearing me? You can tell the story of how the Lord held back the water and let us go cross on, are y'all hearing me? Now, 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 I know, I know, I know, y'all. This ain't the first time y'all heard this. I, it's, it's one of my favorite Black History Month sermons. You've heard it before. It's a good text to talk about. It's important to remembering and passing down God's wonders. It's a wonderful message to remind us to pass God's goodness on down to our children and generations to come. Set memorials. That's what he's saying. Set up a memorial. Set memorial like 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 Heritage Hall. Y'all didn't hear me. So so that when generations come by and ask, when your children come by and ask, and they will ask, you know, children are just like that. How come? Why? See. But when they ask, don't just brush them off. You tell them about the goodness of God. When they see the memorial, you, you tell them what God, y'all ain't hearing me. You see, a memorial on the bank will help them tell the story of God's goodness toward us. Here it is. God says, I want a pile of stones to be there as a memorial. I want it to be a visible symbol of my goodness and my faithfulness to my children. And for generations to come, when your children ask, what do these stones mean? I want you to tell them about this day. Tell them what the Lord has done. When your children see that pile, they see that pile of rocks. Curiosity sits in, and they want to know why that pile of rocks are there. You can tell, are y'all hearing me? You can tell them why. It would be an opportunity for you to tell them about our history. Be an opportunity to tell them how God has brought us. But this morning, I want to take it a step further. There's a line hidden down at the bottom of the text that we overlook sometimes. Read it closely. And you'll see that while the men of every tribe, while they're setting up memorials on the riverbank, verse 9 says, Joshua was busy setting up his own memorial. Y'all seeing this? Twelve men carrying one stone to the bank. Joshua 
is there at the bed of the Jordan carrying stones by himself. And while they were setting up a memorial on the riverbank, Joshua was busy setting up his own memorial right there in the bed of the Jordan where the priest was standing. Is that in your book? Look at him. He's putting the same kind of memorial, 12 stones, but he's putting them in the middle of the Jordan. All right, all right, yes, sir. So what's that all about? What, what is that? What, 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 what? Does that make any sense? Why is he doing that? I understand the power of the priests and the Ark of the Covenant. I understand that. I understand that representing the visible presence of God. I understand the waters being held back by the powerful presence of God. We can even understand the value of setting up a memorial on the riverbank so that future generations can see it. But why would Joshua go through the trouble of setting up his own memorial that in the first place God didn't ask for? Well, y'all hear me. And of all places, why would he set it at the bottom of the riverbed where nobody going to see it no how? Are y'all seeing when the water comes back, nobody's going to see Are y'all hearing this? What? What is that? What is that all about? And that's the rest of my sermon this morning. That's the rest of it. Now, I, I, we celebrate the history of God's goodness and faithfulness to us as a people. Uh, uh, that, uh, it's easy yeah, as we celebrate our history, our history. It's easy if you're not careful just to lose yourself in the crowd and just shout about God being good to all of us. See, it's easy to lose yourself. Yes, God has been good to us as a people. He's brought us from a long way. But let, let, let's not get so caught up in the celebration of his faithfulness to us as a people that we forget to praise him for his goodness. Y'all ain't hearing me. Let, let's not get so caught up in what he did for us that you forget to shout about what he done for Y'all ain't hearing me, but, but Joshua, Joshua says the memorial on the riverbank represents God's goodness to everybody, and it's for everybody to see, <laughs> and that's wonderful, that's a good thing, but I need to do something to show God that I appreciate what he's done. Anybody in the house, I need to show him what, that I appreciate what he's done for me. I know everybody's shouting, but he has chosen me. He has protected me. He has anointed me. And let me do something to show him how much I, are y'all hearing me? Somebody would ask, what good 
is a memorial at the bottom of the river where nobody can see it. Joshua would tell you that my act of worship ain't for show. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, what I'm doing is not for show. What I just did is not for everybody to see. My worship is between me and God. And my brothers and my sisters, here it is. My worship is no less if nobody shows up but God. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. As, as a matter of fact, some of my best time with God is when y'all ain't watching. <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. Personal moments. Just me and my God. Deacon Elba used to sing, there are days I like to be all alone with Christ my Lord. So, here is Joshua building his own memorial without even being given, not even been asked to do it, nor has he been given direction. You see, my brothers and sisters, my praise and my worship is not an outward show for others to see. My praise and my worship in its purest form is between me and God. I love, I love public worship. I do. I love worshiping with the saints. But the truth is, the truth is, as much as I love y'all, when it comes to my worship, y'all really ain't necessary. <laughs> well, I love you. I love you. I love you. But when it's worship time, y'all, y'all really ain't necessary. I can sit in the middle of 10,000 cold folk and worship God all by my, y'all ain't hearing me. You see, my brothers and sisters, I, I believe that if God has really been good to you, if you know that God has really blessed you, I, I think you ought to build your own memorial. I think you ought to have a secret place where you build your own. I believe that sometimes in the crowd, we confuse inspiration for perspiration. I just said something like that. Sometimes we confuse inspiration for we feel like we're not worshiping unless everybody got their hands in the air like they just don't care. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Unless you shaking your neighbor's hand or unless you slapping your neighbor a high five. 
But here it is. God ought not have to assign a cheerleader to make you give him praise. I just said something. You ought not have to assign. Nobody ought to have to tell you when to bless his name. I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. I realize that. I'm old. And, and that's part of my problem, problem I have with this present day praise movement. Where folk can't praise without a worship leader. And I do believe, I do believe, I believe in worship leaders. I, I believe that there are folk who are anointed that's right, that's right. to lead others uh-huh. into the very presence of God. I believe that there are folk who are anointed, like David. Right. You hear David say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Yeah. Let us exalt his name. You hear David said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy. I hear David, come let us worship the Lord in the beauty of, I believe in worship leaders. But deliver me from those who think it's their job to make me praise. Y'all hearing me? Deliver me from those who think it's their job to, to force me to worship God. I wonder sometimes, I really wonder sometimes, how much glory does God really get from folk who worship him, worshiping him under the rest? I wonder how, how much glory is he really getting from that? When I'm worshiping him mad because somebody made me. Are y'all hearing me? Everybody stand up. Y'all act like the Lord ain't been good to you. Everybody clap your hands. Everybody grab your neighbor. Are y'all hearing me? I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Just talking about. <laughs> you see, the problem is, you can embarrass me into standing up. Right, right, right. You can embarrass me into clapping my hands, right. but you can't make me worship. Oh, Are y'all hearing this? Right. You can embarrass me into going through the motion, but you can't make my worship yeah. is between me. But if you would just leave me alone, <laughs> if you just leave me alone and give me time to think, think about how God has made ways. <laughs> if you leave me alone and let me think a minute about how He has kept me from hurt, harm, and danger. If you just leave me alone, let me think about how the Lord has delivered me time and time again from the hands of my enemies. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all pushing me. Y'all pushing me. My favorite time, my favorite time in worship are those personal moments. (laughs) You know, when the singing is stopped, the praying is stopped, 
ain't saying nothing. It's just quiet. But in the midst of that blessed quietness, it's almost like somebody has a flashback. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear me. Ain't nothing going on and somebody back in the corner just jump up and say hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Ain't nothing going on but seem like somebody has a flashback. They think about how God brought them. How he kept me safe last night. How he brought me through hard week and how he healed my body. Ain't, ain't nothing going on but the hands go up. Before you know anything, they're just shouting all by themselves. In the old church, they used to say it like this. You don't know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know because you wasn't there. You don't know when. And you don't know where. You don't know what the Lord has done for me, brothers and sisters. That's my whole message. Y'all be first in line at Longhorn today. It's, that's my message. Y'all be first at Cracker Barrel today. Y'all, that's my message. You, you can go home and get rested up for the ball game. It's, that's the message, but... But I want to remind you, I, I want to remind us as we celebrate what God has done for us, what he's done for us as a people. Never forget how he blesses us one by one. Are y'all hearing me? While you're thanking him for what he did with Harriet Tubman. Why you thanking him for George Washington Carver? How he blessed us with King Abernathy and Williams. As we reflect on our weary years and our silent tears. Let's not forget that this thing is really personal. Yes, he has blessed us as a people. We have come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word, and he has never failed us yet. Yes, we've come a long way, Lord. We've come a long way, bearing our burdens, yes, in the heat of the day. Knowing that the Lord will make a way. But as we celebrate together, yeah, don't forget this thing is personal. Yeah, don't forget to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for my journey. You brought me from a long, long way. This thing is personal, yeah. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Y'all hear it's personal, yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
makes me to lie down yeah, in green pastures. He restores my soul. He anoints, he, he anoints, uh, yeah, he leads me uh, beside the still waters. Uh, he restores uh, my soul. Uh, he anoints uh, my head with all, uh, and my cup, yeah, runs over, yeah. Surely, surely, it's personal, I tell you. Surely. Goodness and mercy, yeah, will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell yeah, in the house of the Lord forever. Yes, it's personal. Yeah, y'all ain't hearing me, and I'll praise Him. Yeah, if I have to praise Him all by myself, it's personal. Yeah, I know. Oh, he died, and he died for all of us, yeah. But I take it personal, yeah. When he carried uh, an old rugged cross, uh, he did it for me, yeah. When he suffered uh, blood and died, uh, he did it for me. Uh, when he laid uh, in a cold grave, uh, he did it for me. Uh, but I thank God, uh, I thank God uh, that when he got up, uh, Early Sunday morning, uh, he got up just for me. Yes, yes. Don't know about anybody else, but I made up my mind. I'm going to trust in the Lord until I die. I'm going to stay on the battlefield until I die. Yes. Yes! Yes! You don't know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know because you wasn't there. Don't know when and you don't know where. You don't know. Ah, yes. Forgive me if I get on your nerves. Forgive me if you wish I'd sit down somewhere. You just don't know who the Lord has brought me from. You, you just don't know. You just don't know what the Lord... It's Black History Month. It's, it's Black History Month. Y'all come on. Let me teach you a new song this morning. You don't know what the Lord has done for me. Uh, you don't know what has done for me. 
you at now Don't know when and you don't know where You don't know what the Lord has done for me Now you got it, come on up You don't know what the Lord has done for me Oh, you don't know what the Lord has done for me you don't know you wouldn't ask. don't know when and you don't know uh, you don't know what the Lord yeah 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 uh, you don't know what the Holy Ghost told me oh you don't know what the Holy Ghost You wouldn't ask. You don't know when, don't know where. You don't know what the Holy Ghost told me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't know when the Holy Ghost signed my name. Oh, you don't know when the Holy Ghost signed my name. Don't know when, don't know where, you don't know, yeah, yes. Oh, you don't know what the Lord has done for me. Oh, you don't know what the Lord has done for me. You would, uh, you don't know when, uh, you don't. Oh, uh, yes. Mm. When the Holy Ghost signed my name, uh, you don't. When the Holy Ghost signed my name.
Just think of his goodness to you. And all you got to do is think about God just a little bit. And it'll lead you to a place of worship. And so we thank God for what he's done to us through his word. Our clerk has come. We have one that has come. Give God praise for one who has come. Amen. Brother Haynes, we have Dr. June Murray coming today. Amen, amen, amen. Dr. June Murray is here. Amen. We want to thank God for Dr. Murray. We want to thank God for her testimony. Uh, she has been here, uh, I think today is one year. And she actually said when she came a year, she would join the church. Amen. Thank God for her. Thank God for her witness. We praise God for you. We praise God for all that God is going to do in and through you in the fellowship of the saints. And so we just praise God for you and we welcome you with open arms and we thank God for your testimony. Amen. 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 How many of y'all thought she was already remember here? <laughs> amen. Amen. I thank God. She, she had a plan. I was talking to her not long ago, and she told me what day she was going to join the church. <laughs> so we thank God for that kind. She, she, she knows who we are. We know her. We just bless God for you. Thank you so much. All right. I love that so much. God bless your heart. God bless your heart. Amen. If you go right with Deacon Hutchins and amen. Amen. You see, y'all see, she already connected. She's already connected. There's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving this way. If your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. There's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving. Yeah. This way, oh, if your soul now anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Ah, drift away, oh, drift away. Ah, you will surely drift away. Oh, if your soul now anchored in Jesus. You will surely drift away. Ah, there's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving this way. Ah, if your soul now anchored in Jesus, 
Lord for just being our God. Thank you, Lord, for having mercy on us. When mercy was nowhere to be found. We thank you, Lord, for your word today. Thank you for our past and first lady, Lord. But Lord, your word said you would supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. We thank you, Lord, for these educators, these teachers, principals, faculty members, administrators. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifices they made. A lot of them, Lord, had student loans, might be still paying on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they made the sacrifice to yeah, teach yeah, our yeah. children.
our God is worthy to be praised. Amen. Worthy to be praised. We want to thank God again for your presence. Uh, don't forget uh, your offering and your tithe and giving in abundance. We have receptacles on the front, both left and right, also in the back. And if you give electronically, we pray and thank God for your giving. Amen. 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 Thank God for all who have joined us virtually. I want to thank God. Man, y'all look good representing your historically black colleges and universities. Amen. 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 I have family members who are graduates. Unfortunately, I am not. I, but my family members, so I claim it with them. Amen. Grambling State and Savannah State and Howard and Hampton. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I, they, they, that's all my family, y'all. Let's thank God. And praise God for those who have graduated. Remember on Wednesday night, uh, if you uh, want to get on the Wednesday night class with Dr. Richardson, the, the church in and through Africa, um, if you have the app, go to Resources Special Services YouTube page and Facebook and I, I don't know where the link is. I was looking for it online. for, But online, if you get online and find the special services link, that's where you go. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, thank God if you will. Everybody stand. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Thank you. 